Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Chelsea Hagen. So good. God is so good. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. There's nothing else worth living for. Honestly, what is there? What is there in this world apart from living and running for Jesus? There's nothing. There's nothing. Hallelujah. So I'm going to get into the Word. So our theme this year is Family Army, um, which is awesome. So I get to preach on family today, and Pastor Alex is going to preach on army next week. So I want to encourage you to be be at both, because both aspects and both components are very needed and necessary. You can't have one without the other. We need both. So that's awesome. So this is a massive topic, and I've got limited time, so I'm going to go through as much as I can, but I want to encourage you, even write down the Scriptures, go through those Scriptures in your own time, do a study on family, look into it for yourself, um, because it's it's really powerful, um, you know, the way that God speaks about family, hallelujah. And so when we speak about family, sometimes that can stir up a lot of different emotions in people, depending on what kind of family you've had. And, uh, you know, a a lot of us have been from dysfunctional families and, and don't have family and have, you know, really crazy dynamics of family. But I'm here today to talk about the kingdom culture of family. Um, You know, even if you didn't have a a good earthly dad, you've got an amazing heavenly father who loves you and cares for you and is defending you and protecting you. Um, And he is amazing. He is incredible. So what does family look like in the kingdom? And so right back in the book of Genesis, we see that God actually created us to be part of a family. So none of us are lone rangers. None of us are, are out on our own. He told Adam it was not good for him to be alone, and he made him a helpmeet. And then God gave us the ability to have children. Children are a phenomenal blessing. Like, if you know, holding that that first child of of new life, that you don't know love until you hold your first child in your arms. It it is just, it's a whole nother level of God's love. And um, it's, it's, it's beautiful the way that God set that up. So how does God define family? You know, the the world defines family a certain way, but we want to go back to the Bible and we want to do things God's way because nothing else works. Has anyone else noticed that? Nothing else works apart from God's way. There is a grace and an order to, to the way He set things up. And so God's biblical idea of marriage is one husband and one wife to the exclusion of all others, godly covenant until death do us part. And so the Bible says to go forth once you're in marriage, in a marriage covenant, to be fruitful and multiply. That was God's idea for family on the earth. We see all through the Old and the New Testament, um, God was speaking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was always speaking generationally. He recorded genealogy. It was really important to him to, to list those families, their children, how they were connected. And so God's is, is so loves family and so honors family and so wants us to honor family as well. So we see straight away, right from the start, there's created order and structure within a family. And uh, God set that up. 
Um, there is a, a common purpose, a function, a goal, and planning for the future together. And so we see that the husband is submitted to Christ. We see that um, the wife is submitted to the husband, and the children are submitted to, to um, the parents. And so straight away in family, it's not some loose rabble. It's the way that God created the structure and the order. And the enemy's gone really hard to go after the structure of family and marriage. And the thing is, when we have strong family, we have a stronger society. There's a majority of, of kids that are in jail, you know, that have, have been fatherless. We need fathers. We need mothers. We need strong families. We need the men to stand up and be the head of the household. Women, we need to come under and, and submit to that godly leadership because there's such a grace over it. When we do things God's way, there is such a grace and such an ease and such a peace to doing things God's way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that affects our nation as well. You know, family affects structure of all our societies, all of it, all of it. And so we want to make sure in the kingdom of God that we have strong families. Amen. And um, we're not smarter than God. Has anyone worked that out? We're not smart. Just do it God's way. It works. And it's beautiful and it's glorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Bible tells us that when we get born again, we come out of the kingdom of darkness and into His glorious light. But before we're born again, the wrath of God abides on us. We're actually enemies of the cross before we're born again. That, that's how serious it is, light and darkness. But when we get born again, this is what happens. 1 John 3, 1. It tells us we are called the children of God. How awesome is that? When we come out of that kingdom of darkness and into his glorious light, that he then calls us his children. Wow. Not only do we become children of God, then we go over to Galatians 4, 6. This is, man, if, if you don't know who you are in Christ, I tell you, read the word. You'll be jumping for joy. You'll be like, oh my goodness, is this mine? This is this promise that I can walk in? Yeah, Hallelujah. Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, you are, you are no longer a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Wow, what? We're not only a son, but we're an heir? Of Christ, are you serious? Everything that he has is our inheritance. Wow, wow. I could just sit on that for like a year, just meditating on the implications of that. Wow, we're an heir of the creator of the universe. That's extraordinary. Come on, we go, let's give him some praise for that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Romans 8.15, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. And that word adoption means the placing of a son or a daughter. Sonship, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And we see in Mark 14.36, even Jesus calling his father, Abba, Father. Do you know that we have the same access to the Father that Jesus had? Wow. 
man, I read that scripture and just started to tear up. I'm like, are you serious? Like we have that same intimacy. We have that same connection where we can go to the Father like, like Jesus did. That's beautiful. And God defines true family as this. He wants, you know, we're members of one another. We're connected to one another. But he defines true family as this, Mark 3.35. And I want you to underline this. I want you to write this down because this is really important. This is what Jesus said defines true kingdom family. And he said this, For whosoever shall do the will of the Father, the same as my brother, my sister, and my mother. Not those who hear, those who do the will of the Father. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of the Father. We'll be justified how? By what we do for the Father. What we do with the Son of God. And so that's how we define true family. God goes on to say that His kingdom must come first, even before family. You know, Jesus was a straight, sharp shooter. He doesn't just mince around with words. And this is what Jesus said. This is what he said. He said, Mark 12, 29, check it out for yourself. And Jesus answered him and he said, The first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. This is the first commandment, not a suggestion. It's a commandment. We need to do it. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, and there is no other commandment greater than these. Hallelujah. Jesus goes on to say this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father, mother, wife, and children, and brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And who... Ever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus here, he's not talking about hating your family because that would contradict Scripture. He says, if you hate your brother, you're as good as a murderer. What he's saying, it's a Jewish idiom. He's saying that to love less. That word hate there means to love less. And so that means that God, our relationship with God has to become even above our family. And when we do that, oh man, it is so wonderful. When you're both connected to God and your family is is flourishing and following God, there's nothing better. He is our source. Man cannot fill what only God can fill. If we get it round the wrong way and you're becoming my idol and my God, it's not going to work because there'll always be a deficit. You'll never meet my need and you weren't meant to. God is the one who supplies all our needs according to His riches and glory. Go to God first. Go to God first. When we go to God first and we draw from God, we're free to give. Rather than trying to take off someone that, that, you know, we're all imperfect. I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm not perfect. And this church is not perfect. And our leadership team is not perfect. And none of us sitting in this room are perfect. Jesus is perfect. Hallelujah. Jesus is perfect. Jesus is perfect. So if you want to look for faults, you'll find them. Easy. It's the truth. You'll find them. You don't have to look very far. There'll be faults. But (laughs) the funny thing is people are like, oh, yeah, but I got hurt in church. It's like, well, let's just think about that for a minute. 
We've got probably the most dysfunctional, beaten up people from all walks of life, all in the same room. What do you think's going to happen? Iron sharpens iron. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. So what does a kingdom family do? Galatians 6.10. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially to them who are of the household of faith. So we're meant to look after one another. Colossians 3.12 says, Therefore, as the elect of God, that's us, holy and beloved, that's us, put on tender feelings of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving yourselves. If anyone has a complaint against any, as Christ forgave you, so also you do. And above all these things, so he's now highlighting, above all these things, put on love. Who puts on love? Does God do it? Does a pastor do it? Does a leader do it? Who does it? We put on love. That's our personal responsibility, which is the bond of perfect, perfectedness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, who's in a family here? How many people have had um, conflicts? within their family, <laughs> every hand up. So clearly in a family, there's going to be conflict and there's going to be problems and there's going to be issues. You're going to rub up against each other and you're going to rub up against, well, there, you know, yeah, we're not perfect, none of us. So let's just, let's just put that out there. But even though we're not God wants us to grow together to maturity in the house of God, bearing with one another, loving each other. And um, I used to deal with conflict (laughs) before I was born again. This is how I dealt with conflict. If someone annoyed me, I would just delete their number and that would be it. That was the way I dealt with conflict. I had no grid. I had no, oh, cool, no, forget it. And that would be it. Like, (laughs) I'd never speak to them again. But since coming to the kingdom, that is not the kingdom way. And I want to read to you out of the Word of God. This is not my opinion. It's not my idea. It's God's way of dealing with family within a church. And we're going to go to Matthew 18, 15. And I want you to highlight this, man. Draw some rings around it, color it in, put it up on your mirror at home, wherever you can see it, recite it, know it. This is so important. And this, I tell you, the enemy comes against the house of God. He knows that if a house divided against itself cannot stand. What do you think he's going to do with a whole bunch of imperfect people to cause division? He's going to cause offense. And to be honest, I've been in ministry for a very long time, running churches and church planning, and that is the number one thing that takes people out of the call of God. Offense. It will kill the call of God on your life. We need to live unoffendable. Unoffendable. Have mercy and grace on one another. And this is what Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, 
Which is funny, he says if, because really it should be when. Because we all do it. I've hurt people and people have hurt me. But we've got to not let that stop us and hinder us. We've got to have soft hearts, man. Tough skin to be a ministry, but a soft heart that loves. Despite the whippings, despite the hate coming back at you, a soft heart that loves, that chooses to believe. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, 15. So this is what we need to do. This is heaven's kingdom's response. If your brother shall trespass against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Let me read that one more time. But if your brother shall trespass against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Not everyone else. If you've got a problem with someone, go to them first. Try and work it out. Because when we don't have unity in the body, it says when we have unity, God commands a blessing. When we have disunity, we actually stop the flow of God and God can't do His work on this earth. It stagnates, it kills, it's toxic like cancer to the body and it'll go through the whole thing. Stay away from that stuff. Even if someone comes to you with a complaint, have you spoken to that person? Knock it off, cut it off. We don't want to be partakers of what the enemy's trying to do. The enemy tries to pull people down. Christians build up, they edify, they love, they encourage. We've got to look different than the world, amen? It says, if he hears you, you've gained your brother. But if he'll not hear you, take one or two more with you, so that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And so God's putting an action in. This is what we need to do. Matthew 5.23 says, Therefore, if you offer your gift on the altar and remember that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift at the altar and go. God doesn't want your worship and you're saying, I love God, when you're hating on your brother. First be reconciled to your brother and then come. God is so Man, he so loves relationship and unity over even coming and worshiping him. That's more important to God. We can see that. He's like, don't come and worship me. Go and work it out. Hallelujah. God requires mercy and compassion and unity within the kingdom family. Hallelujah. You know, and if someone offends you, I'm sure they're not lying awake at night going, I wonder how I can really annoy Pastor Alex. Gee, he's going to be in here in, you know, half an hour. Like, no one's lying there plotting and scheming on how to annoy people. I hope there's not. You need deliverance if there is. (laughs) And so... Things happen. Things happen, but disunity will kill the body of Christ quicker than anything else. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tell you, it's a word. It cuts. Let it cut you. Let it, let it change us. I don't want to hear the word over and over and over and not be transformed. Come on, this word is meant to transform us from the inside out. If it's not changing us, something's wrong. 
If it's not transforming us from glory to glory, something's wrong. It's said that we'd be renewing of our mind. If, it's, if you're not being transformed, get in the Word. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. 1 John 4.20. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For if he does not love his brother who he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And we have this commandment from him that he who loves God should love his brother also. That's straight from Pastor Jesus. They're like, come on, he's a straight shooter. And so we're to love and serve one another. And God says this as well. This is, I mean, it's all in the Word. We've just got to read the Word and be transformed. That's all we've got to do. And so Galatians 5.13, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But here we go. He says, take heed. And that means a warning. Listen, pay attention. If you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed of one another. And that means to gulp down, to actually eat away at. And so God doesn't want, that, that shouldn't be in the body of Christ. That's out in the world. You know, Jesus said in John 17 that they would know that Jesus was sent by the way that we love one another. If you want to see revival, love one another. Forgive one another. Have mercy. Have compassion. None of us are perfect in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Encourages and strengthens one another. Philippians 2, 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Do not let each man look upon his own things, but each man also on the things of others. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, because he laid down his life for us. Wow, thank you, Jesus. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. The same way that Jesus gave everything, the way that he laid down his life, we're to do the same. Family is in for the long haul. Quitting isn't an option. I can't just quit my family. <laughs> I'm in there for the long haul. I'm committed. I made those commitments before God. Quitting isn't an option. Finding solutions are. There's always going to be problems. I say it to my kids. They're bickering and fighting and arguing. I say, okay, clearly there's a problem. What's the solution to the problem? Can you guys work together as a team and work out a solution for your problem? There's always going to be problems. Always. But that's okay. I've got the Holy Ghost and he's a solutionist. Family work together. They contribute for a common goal. Our, our bigger picture is to see the kingdom of heaven advanced on the earth. We need all hands on deck. We need everyone actively involved in the kingdom so Jesus can get his full reward. Hallelujah. Family is being part of a team. No one is left behind or left out. 
And, you know, one of the things that the enemy used to do to me was lie, or you don't belong here, you don't fit in here, or, you know, and he would just lie. They would perceive things that I, that I thought that he was lying to me about. And then what he does is like, you don't belong here, you don't fit in, everyone's different, you're, you know, the outcast, you're on the outside. It's all lies, because then he'll start with you. Then he'll start with, oh, they did this. They did that. They, 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 they. And then before you know it, he's isolated you away from the body of Christ. And then the devil starts with you. You did this. You did that. You call yourself a Christian. Come on, man. We're going to wake up to the schemes of the enemy. Come on. The church is stronger together, man. I tell you, you, you know good as a lone ranger, the wolf will come and take you out. You were created to be part of a family, members of one another, fitly framed together, the word says, as lively stones. We are stronger together. Serious. We need each other. I don't carry it all. You don't carry it all. We need each other, every facet of the body working. Imagine if I'm trying to, you know, get, oh, I want to go this way. and It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But that's what we do. And God chooses where he puts us in the body. That's not our choice. Don't look to, I want to be an eye. I want to be an ear. I want to be this. I want to be that. Just, just go with the grace that God's got on your life. Hallelujah. Every member valued and treasured and part of family is being risen up to maturity. My kids are not going to be seven, nine, and, and ten. I am raising them up in a way for maturity. My daughter's just gone in as a junior leader. I'm raising her up. I'm teaching her about punctuality. We're, we're, we're going to be here 20 minutes early. We are not being two minutes late. Why? Because I'm raising her up to maturity. So she's going to be an amazing leader when she's older. I've got a bigger picture in mind. It's not just the here and now. There is a purpose, there is a reason, there is a, a common goal. All our children, as a family, we're growing together, we're maturing, we're loving each other. They've all got different, um, you know, loves and, and, and we get behind those, they're, they're diverse and we love that. We don't want them to look all the same, they're not. But we want to get around those things. Little Abby loves the violin. You know, we just signed them up at ballet. They just, oh man, yesterday got their ballet uniform. I've never seen the girls happier. Like, just they're like, I'm never going to take it off. And, uh, but just loving, encouraging them. What do, you, what do you love to do? What are your passions? And then getting behind them and training them and helping them so that they can be all that they can be in those things. And that's what the body does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 9, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honour, preferring one another. Hallelujah. Family is a safe place for connection, fun, learning, growing, intimacy, maturing place of mercy and compassion, a place of being loved through the good and the hard times. You know, we're not just there for people in the, in the good times. We're there for people in the hard times. We're there for those people that have, have lost loved ones. And if Dan and I personally can't be there, we will make sure that someone's there. We can't be at everything. The church has grown so big. 
But we've put in amazing executive pastors. You guys are amazing, Pastor Jess and Pastor Alex. And we create spaces for real community and family to flourish. And so I would say to you that if you, if you feel like, oh, you're on the outer, what are you doing to be connected to the body? Because it's on us. I remember feeling like that on the outsider, looking in and that. And God, God challenged me one day and He said, well, what are you actually involved in? What are you, how are you moving forward into um, developing those relationships and friendships? And so if you feel on the outer, get involved. Get involved. We want you involved. We want to know you. We, you know, like that, that's our heart. We want to know you. We've created amazing spaces, home groups and all sorts for all different ages, groups and things that you can be part of that family. Hallelujah. A place um, where we can grow, a place of pain and struggle. It can be a place of stability, a place filled with joy and expectant with hope. That's family. So let's stand up. I want to um, just quickly pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. How cool is that we get to be adopted? Adopted by God. Each one of us, no matter where we've come from, that He believes in us, that He's chosen us. He's chosen you. He's chosen you to be part of His his family. Abba Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's let's shut our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just I just uh, thank you so much for your word. Lord God, I thank you that it would bear f- much fruit, Lord God, for your kingdom. God, I just pray for those that don't know you. God, maybe there's those that are sitting here and they they don't know you, God. They're not born again yet, Lord God. But I pray, Heavenly Father, that even this promise, Lord God, of of what it looks like to be a, a member in the kingdom of heaven, Lord God, I pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, you would just touch their heart right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I just want to put a call out there. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you don't know um, this amazing God, and you want to give your life to Him, it's not just your heart, it's your life, then I just want you to put your hand up in this place. God is merciful. He's compassionate. He never stops knocking on the door of our heart. You might have heard this message a million times, but He's still going to keep knocking. While you've got breath, He's still knocking on the doors of our heart. And so I just want to give anyone who's, who's not born again in this, in this room an opportunity. Is there anyone in this place? Pop your hand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Well, if everyone's born again, we need to bring more of the lost in. Amen. We need to start inviting people. Praise you, Jesus. And God, I just thank you, Heavenly Father. Um, you know, there can be a lot of, uh, the, the enemy really wreaks havoc in family and there can be so much disunity and dysfunction. And so, you know, we, I just want to pray with you. If that's you, just if everyone just closes their eyes, um, just put your hand up. We want to believe for you for the restoration and the reconciliation of your family. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you so much, God, that family is your idea. God, that, that marriage is your idea. God, 
God, that children are your idea. Lord, I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're the one that's, um, that sets the lonely in families, God. You're the one that brings people together. Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, for all those, God, all that dysfunction, all the, all the um, just unforgiveness and all those things that get in the way of family. Lord, I just pray for such a grace, such a restoration, such a reconciliation, God, on every family, God, that we would flourish, God, that we would know what it is to be knit together in your love, Lord. I pray for those that are away from you, God, prodigal sons and daughters, mothers, fathers, grandparents. God, we just pray for such a supernatural drawing, Lord God, back of these families that they can experience your great restoration and reconciliation, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And I always want to pray as well um, for singles. If you're single in here, just put your hand up just really quickly. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you created us, God, never to be alone. God, not to be alone. You said to Adam it wasn't good that he was on his own, God. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for every single in here, God, that you're going to add a family to them, Lord God. You are going to um, add that spouse to them, God. You are going to um, pour out, God, that they're going to be equally yoked, Heavenly Father, two Christians running together, sold out for you, Lord God. I thank you, Heavenly Father, right now, God, that you're going to do something miraculous. God, that you are going to speed up the time. God, you're going to speed up the process. Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for many marriages um, in this house, Lord God, for many um, babies, Lord God, that, that the spirit of life would just come and pour out over this house, over these people, Lord God, that they would know what it is like to be in a true family of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Help us, God, to love one another deeply. Help us, Jesus, to be knit together in your love. God, show us to a deeper degree what it is to move in family. Lord God, that true family does the will of the Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Let's give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. He's good. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.